0: It isn't just about collecting people, right? It's not just about collecting friends or connections, but it's about weaving that network together and making sure that you are contributing to the success of that network as much as you are taking from the network. And so, you know, it's it's helping other people find jobs or, or volunteer positions or things that will feed their passion.
1: Welcome to Community Good, the podcast that shares powerful lessons to help you navigate the life you want. I'm your host, Marnie Andes. In this episode, you'll hear from Kirsten Hill, who has spent almost two decades in nonprofit management and fundraising. She shares about giving from all angles, including starting and managing a nonprofit, why the contributions we provide are the life support to nonprofit organizations, and how we feel when we give to a cause we're passionate about. And now, my conversation with Kirsten Hill. Kirsten, it was so good to just even be able to catch up with you before we started recording this podcast. So thanks so much for taking the time to join me.
0: Oh, absolutely! Thank you. It's been it's been great, and it's always so fun to reconnect with uh, with friends that you haven't seen for a while, and be able to to talk and you know see where everybody's at now. It's great,
1: right? It, it, you know, it's funny though. I feel like I have seen you and watched you. I mean, you and I have been connected for a long time on LinkedIn. We've been on other social media platforms together, and you know, the reason why I you know we wanted to get together and and have this discussion is. Your background around nonprofits has really been varied. And I think it's super interesting, especially when people are asking me, since I've started a nonprofit before, it's like, how do you start one? What's that entail? You know, I'm really super passionate about all these things. I would just love for you to set the stage of of how you got into the work and maybe some of the experience you've had around nonprofits.
0: Yeah, sure. So I fell into it, which I think is how a lot of people end up in nonprofit, I had graduated from college, my husband and I had moved to a small town in central Nebraska, we were living in Hastings, and uh, we had moved for his job. And I really didn't know anybody. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had a communications degree, which I say always makes me um, a, a jack of all trades and not it didn't give me any really great specific skills, <laughs> so I could I could do lots of things. And uh, I just started knocking on doors and talking to people and saying, you know, hey, do you know who's hiring? Do you know any jobs that might fit my skill set? And uh, somebody said the United Way was hiring, and I was like, oh, okay. I'd heard of United Way. I had no idea what they did, but they were they were hiring. And so I sent in a resume. And I learned quickly that I could, through that position, meet a ton of people and get very well connected in the community. And I could learn about a lot of different organizations. And I thought, well, that's perfect. I learned about organizations and businesses and, um, And so uh, that's, that was my, really my first job, uh, you know, out of college where, you know, we were, you know, living on our own and young married couple and, uh, and I got the bug. And from that point on, everything has sort of led me back to working with nonprofit organizations. So uh, I did that. I I did leave because I saw bright, shiny dollar signs and I went and did pharmaceutical sales for a short time, which I learned was not for me. Uh, It was great. Learning lesson because I would have always thought that would be like this awesome career, and it was just one that wasn't a good fit for me. So I came eventually back to nonprofit and I've been in a variety of fundraising positions. So I worked at you led a united way. I eventually ended up being the executive director when we lived in Hastings and then moved uh, back to Lincoln. And I ran a workplace giving federation that's like an alternative United Way. That was kind of interesting. I did that for almost 10 years. Then I went into direct service and I was the executive director for the Big Brother. Big Sisters affiliate in Lincoln for a couple of years. Mentoring is a, um, it's a, a cause, you know, a charity that's uh, a purpose that's really important to me. So I loved that, did that for a few years. Then I was the director of development for the Lincoln Children's Zoo. And I did just specifically fundraising for a zoo, which is like one of the coolest jobs ever. Uh, and now I am at Firespring we're a full service marketing communications and print direct mail organization. Uh, and I work almost exclusively with nonprofits, helping them to do their marketing better. So, uh, that's kind of my full circle story, but, um, most of it has been in and out of, of nonprofits and I just sort of fell into it. So, yeah,
1: well, I love that. I mean, the big piece around connecting, And I always found that you were a big connector um, when we, you know, we were uh, sorority sisters. But even before that, um, I remember seeing you at speech competitions in high school. And I I don't know. You're (laughs) always like the the connector. Like you're always talking. I mean, talking to everybody and finding out. I mean, so I think there's a lot there, especially it doesn't surprise me that the profession Mm -hmm. and, and what work you've been drawn to.
0: Well, and I think it's, so it's, it's been a couple of things. I think that especially, especially after, after I became a mom, I knew that if I was going to go all day long and I was going to leave this sweet little boy with someone else to take care of him, uh, I wanted to know that the work that I was doing was meaningful. And so for me, that it, that's been a huge driver is I wanted something that I could be fulfilled at and that I could be good at, but I also wanted to know that at the end of the day, I was, I was making a difference. We were moving the needle. We were changing lives. We were helping people, um, because that makes it worth it for me. Uh, and so that, I think that was, that was a big part of it. And yeah, I mean, I've always been, you know, I've always been a connector. I I have speak sometimes to, the college of business at the university. And I go in and talk about careers and nonprofits because most people don't think about it. You know, you come out of, out of college and you think about working for, you know, fortune 500 companies and that kind of stuff. And you don't think about the work that you can do in a nonprofit. And so I speak to those groups sometimes and I, and I sort of give them that circle that my career has taken and it's all about relationships you know, I, I've landed one job after another um, and fell into those positions because of those relationships and because of connections. Uh, it's very seldom that that there's a, a job opening and I send in my resume. It's always because of of the relationships that I've built.
1: Oh, well, I mean, there's huge advice in there. Well, a couple of right? things. One is <laughs> the relationship building, which is uh, interesting. I've had you know, someone else on the podcast and we talk about you know just the 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 reason why you continue to foster those relationships is so that you could have the opportunity like you've just presented, which is mm-hmm. I don't send my resume in. It's because I know the right people. But the other right. the other thing that you said around just being super passionate about what it is you're doing and feeling good about that each day. I I have people that ask me all the time, you know what does it even mean to get into nonprofit? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know there's a huge passion and you already listed a number of nonprofits that mm-hmm. are actually well known that you were directing at one point in your career. Mm-hmm. What are, I mean, what are some of the things that maybe people wouldn't know about nonprofit when you get into it? So I don't, I'm not asking you to list no. every or oh, but I do man. think it'd be interesting for people to hear that other side of it when you're, running it and directing it and leading it. What is, what does that involve?
0: So if, if, if people ask me, you know, I'm thinking about getting into nonprofit, how do I, how do I know what nonprofit I want to work for? I always ask them if they love this mission so much that they're willing to clean the toilets because almost every nonprofit job I have ever had uh, and it's usually in leadership and management, but I am almost always responsible for cleaning the toilets, right? Because you you do everything. You most nonprofits have you know ten or fewer staff people. The majority of nonprofits, they're small. They're working on shoestring budgets. They're trying to maximize every donor dollar that comes in, and so you don't you don't typically hire a cleaning crew, right? So you have to, you have to love this organization. You have to have so much passion for the mission that you're okay with being the executive director who also, you know, cleans the bathrooms. So it, it, you gotta have that passion or it, it won't work.
1: Right. Well, you say it for nonprofit and I totally get that right. Within that, just being so incredibly, uh, passionate about what it does, that you're willing to do mm-hmm. anything for that organization. I think you also just shared a pretty cool leadership <laughs> philosophy too, which is like love yeah. what you're doing, love your people, yeah. love the organization yeah. so much that you're willing to to do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter yeah. what role or what level you're at.
0: Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, I, I always, and I especially think about my time at Big Brothers Big Sisters uh, when I, when I was literally like in the bathroom, you know, cleaning. And we had a, we had a group of people coming in that night for a training. It needed to be done. The other staff members all had their things that they were working on, and it had to. Somebody had to do it, and so you. You just do what needs to be done. And I think that's the sort of spirit and mindset you need to have when you go to work at a nonprofit is uh, the other duties as assigned is the biggest part of your job description. And you've got to be willing and ready to sort of jump in wherever you wherever you need to be and and do what needs to be done. And I I do think it's that's a it's a it's a also a leadership philosophy, right? It's that servant leadership lead by example Mm -hmm. as well.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. You, you also said something around, you know, this whole, you know, shoestrings, you know, budgets and, and, you know, how do you maximize the dollars? You know, I would love you to talk more about that because as people are thinking about, especially as we're sort of in, you know, the time of year where people start to think of, you know what, I'm not even going to say that. It's not even the time of year. You should give all year long. Yeah. So when people are like debating, well, I just don't know where my money goes. I want you to talk more about that because that's my experiences, mm-hmm. even with my own nonprofit. I remember just saying like, there's everybody's volunteer. I mean, every dollar you give is going back. Now I realize mm-hmm. as it gets bigger, that's, You have to pay for operational budgets, but Mm -hmm. I would love for you to talk more about that because I want people to hear that that's the mission is to use your money for the most good Mm -hmm. that a nonprofit can use it for.
0: Right. Well, you are a little bit right in time of year because 31% of nonprofit giving happens in the last two months of the year. So this is a huge time when people are thinking about giving to nonprofit organizations. Um, And I think, so I think it's twofold. I have never worked with or in an organization that has not been incredibly efficient about how they use their donor dollars. You know, I think the majority, the vast majority of nonprofits are really cognizant of the fact that this is someone else's money, right? Someone else is giving me this money so that we can do good work with it. Uh, and, as a result of being really conscious of that there are there are all kinds of things that happen, like people you know, wear two and three hats and do multiple fill multiple roles and do multiple things that need to be done in order to stretch those dollars as much as they can. I also think that there is probably too much emphasis placed on nonprofit overhead and nonprofit administrative expenses. And that's an entire webinar topic that I do for Firespring is, is on non, the nonprofit overhead myth. Um, there are lots of ways that you can evaluate an organization's effectiveness that is not just how much money they spend on you know administrative salaries or, or reams of paper. So I think in, in a lot of ways, I have this personal mission that I want to flip those conversations so we can talk about Organizational effectiveness and uh, our organizations—you know—how are they living their mission? How are they doing work? What are their plans for the future? How are they growing? Uh, those are the kinds of conversations I want people to have about nonprofits, as opposed to how much money are they spending on on overhead. So those kinds of expenses have to happen, um, but the vast majority of nonprofits work so hard and they do it for very little money. They do it for you know, almost zero recognition. And, uh, and they're just all about doing good work and putting the money into their programs and the people that they that they help the systems that they change. Uh, and, and that's, again, what I love about being a part of the the sort of nonprofit world and the nonprofit network is just that it's so purpose driven.
1: Well, and I love what you've now transitioned into from a career and, And the fact that you used to lead the nonprofits Mm -hmm. and now you're helping multiple nonprofits. And so I'd love, I know you just sort of scratched the surface on some of the things you talk about, the things that are commonly asked of you. I'd love for you to share, Mm -hmm. you know, where is a lot of your focus right now in helping nonprofits? Mm
0: -hmm. I, I've, I've been so lucky. Um, And when we talk about the network and how important it is to, you know, build and care for your network, uh, it's. The, I landed in the role that I'm in because of, of that relationship. And Firespring is based in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, it's a, the first certified B corporation in the entire state of Nebraska. And about 50% of our clients are nonprofits. And so they, I was hired to be the director of nonprofit solutions, which means I spend about half of my time working directly with nonprofit clients. Uh, so t- this afternoon, I have uh, a a strategy meeting with a nonprofit to help them strategize for their annual appeal. Uh, I yesterday was working with uh, another nonprofit, helping them to craft their, their annual solicitation letter and then make sure we have social media posts that back it up and those sorts of things. So uh, a lot of what I'm doing is really hands on helping nonprofits to simplify their messaging, clarify you know, what they're asking donors to do, make sure they have clear calls to action, those sorts of things. So it's awesome because I'm really in the weeds and helping organizations do their work better. And then the other half of what I get to do is uh, help to educate and train nonprofits. And so I have about 25 or 30 different webinar topics that we talk about. And Firespring, one of our mottos is education without expectation. And we have a really robust webinar series that we do, and they're all free of charge. And so I, you know, I might be talking about the overhead myth one day. I might be talking about how to get your board to help you fundraise. It might be um Giving, you know, tips and tricks for Giving Tuesday or how to rev up your fourth quarter giving. Uh, it there's all of these different topics, and I get to help nonprofits strategize and think about things differently and do the work that they need to do um, better and more efficiently and more clearly and more concisely. And so it feels like this is sort of what my whole career has been building to, right? I feel like I'm I have landed in the spot that's um, really perfect for me and it's incredibly fulfilling. Um, and it's, I've just been so, so lucky to be here.
1: What a cool job too. I mean, you get to see all these different organizations are doing that are doing such good things in the community and you get to help them do it even better. You know, I'll tell you what, when I started my nonprofit, I did it for a few years just sort of honestly, just piecing stuff together on my own. But it was when I finally started connecting with people who knew how to build a board and how do you market it appropriately and, and, you know, what are all the things that you need to be doing to make it successful? I think this is really super important for people who are Mm -hmm. considering it, but also if you give to a number of nonprofits or even just one that's your favorite mm-hmm. knowing the kind of effort that they have to go through i think is also endearing yeah. as you're giving yeah. your money yeah
0: absolutely and and you know nonprofits have s- such a challenge because there are multiple, especially from a marketing perspective. So again, you know, that's what Firespring does. We're a marketing agency, but from a marketing perspective, there are so many audiences that they have to communicate with, right? They're talking to, um, you know, the people that they're trying to help. You you have a message you're trying to communicate there. You have a message to your board. You have a message to your, your donors and your supporters. You have a message for volunteers and acquiring new volunteers. There are so many different audiences that you need to communicate with that nonprofits in particular have some big challenges uh, when it comes to simplifying their messaging, clarifying it and making sure that they're getting the right messages delivered to the right audience. So it's, it is challenging and it's, it's, the nonprofit is not easy work. It's, it's difficult and, yeah. and challenging. Yeah. So let's
1: start, I'd love to just even hear some, just not necessarily tips and tricks, but if if someone is starting out, Mm -hmm. what are just some things that you see as potential challenges that they just need to be aware of? Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side of that, what are some simple things that they can do to get started?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So I think think the first thing is make sure that that there is a place for your nonprofit, right? So especially if you're thinking about starting a nonprofit organization, do your research to make sure that no one else is doing that thing, right? Or that you have something that is enough of a unique spin on it or enough of a unique approach to it that you're not duplicating services because service duplication is, is problematic in so many ways. Um, and it also makes it harder for you to communicate. It makes it harder for you to fundraise all of those things. If there's already somebody else out there that's doing that. So make, you know, do your, do your research, you know, when you're, when you're looking at at where to give your time and your money, you want to make sure that you're looking at, um, you know, who, who is doing work that aligns with your personal values? Um, how are they delivering the work and services? Is Again, is that a way that personally aligns with you? And the cool thing is there are so many different kinds of organizations that are out there that are doing really cool things and they're, they're approaching it in different ways or they have different philosophies that I very much believe that everybody can find some organization out there that aligns with their personal opinions and their personal ethos and how they you know how they look at at delivering service and what's really important to them so um, you know I think those I think those things are are important to to look at and make sure that you're just aligning um, with the nonprofits that you're looking to help when you're first starting out and you're you know you've found that you have this this niche that that nobody else is filling and you have you're drawn to it and you have, you have a, a purpose behind why you want to start that organization. I think the thing you want to do is to start building your supporters. And so you want to bring people on the board who have some nonprofit experience. I always think that other nonprofit leaders are great board members because they they know and they can help give you guidance so especially if you're just getting started you know bring on some people who have nonprofit experience you need to make sure that if you have a skill set that is you know you're super outgoing then you need to bring on the people who balance that skill set right so you need to maybe bring on people who are more strategic than you are you need to bring on i always had to find finance people right? So you, you know, me like the <laughs> finance part of it is not, that is not my, that is not my wheelhouse. I, um, I think so it's a
1: unique piece in general. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm yeah, with you right? there. I'm, right? I'm you. like
0: the, that is, I, I don't, no one wants me doing their taxes. Let's <laughs> just put it that way. So you got to find, you know, how can, how are you going to balance those areas that you aren't as strong in? And then every every organization starts with their, their their supporter list in an excel spreadsheet so eventually you got to move beyond that you got to get a donor management system and some things like that but you've got to start somewhere and you got to start collecting those names, collecting those supporters, finding people, um, and then hone your messaging and your strategy, right? So why do you exist? Um, and, and, you know, how are you going to bring people in and get them to, to be a part of your organization and to support your cause? And so uh, I think it, it is a lot about relationships and sometimes people think that it's about service delivery. Uh, and, And yeah, it is, but it's also about developing the relationships so that you can sustain the service delivery.
1: Well, you said a ton in that part, because I (laughs) love the fact that one, surround yourself with the people that can complement and fill in gaps uh, that you may have. That's just a great strategy in general, whenever you're trying to build an organization. Um, I do love just being super Super aware of what your unique piece in all of this could be. Cause I think that's that's I think when people start to think, oh, I really want to start a nonprofit and it's going to do XYZ. My first question to them is: you know, have you found or found that there's no one else out there doing it? Is this, is this because you want to start it, or is it because you're really super passionate about giving in that area? And I I do think what you said there is super important, which is there are so many organizations that before you even go down that path, like really think about how you could also support the ones you're already passionate about.
0: Exactly. And if, and if you really have that passion, then how can you partner with those organizations? You know, would they be interested in establishing a separate fund? So something that is, is separate, maybe that takes a little bit of a twist on what they already do. Right. So uh, I mean, if you're super passionate about, Helping. um, this This is super specific, but if you are super passionate about helping women in domestic violence situations who also have pets, because that's one of the primary reasons that women won't leave their abusers is because they won't leave their pets behind. So, instead of starting an organization, is is there a way you can help the domestic violence shelter, or is there a way that you can go to your local animal shelter? And 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 work with one of those or both of those entities and bring them together, as opposed to going out and starting an organization with that specific role in mind. Right. So it's you can help other organizations to. still fit that niche that you have or that passion that you have, um, that still makes you unique and it still makes, you know, still is speaking to your heart and to the things you really care about, um, but is not going out and establishing a whole new board of directors and paying for software and, you know, raising funds and all of those sorts of things where you can, you can help organizations that are already established, um, you know, branch out and do the work that you're still passionate about.
1: Yeah. Oh, i I think the example being super specific Mm-hmm. is really good for people to be able to hear that i mean right. i i've I've found myself in a similar situation. I haven't actively fundraised other than online you know bits and pieces here mm-hmm. for mine. But knowing that the the nonprofit that I have that provides scholarship to women who are pursuing higher education, I've often thought about instead of me doing that, can it be a fund with you know right? Um, some other women's group here in the state of Colorado mm-hmm. to to get better mm-hmm. leverage, and you and I probably just need to have an offline conversation <laughs> about <laughs> that to tell you the truth. Because yeah. I think yeah. it's a, and I think that's what other people are thinking through as they're thinking around starting it. Mm-hmm. L- let's go into one other place, and, and this is more sure. before we sort of go into the the last phase of this, which is you know because you've been in a lot of different aspects around nonprofit. I know you're also a very charitable person yourself, you know, just describe being on in any of those positions, what giving means for the organizations and what it means to even think about like your, your donors stories Mm -hmm. that they've shared with you of why they
0: give. Uh, it's. You know, that's probably if, if, if you know many fundraisers or you ever get a chance to meet many fundraisers, that's, that's why we all do the work, right? It's, it's, it's those stories and it's the things that connect people to the work that we do. Um, And, and I think that, you know, giving is such an interesting thing um, because it's, it's the only real experience I can think of that makes everyone feel good, right? Maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe I just had like the light bulb moment. Maybe that's why I'm in it, right? Because there are no losers in the giving equation. Everybody benefits. And so, you know, the people who give get the benefit of feeling good and it feels good to give. And, and we really need to recognize that that's a good thing, right? There's nothing wrong with feeling good about giving. Um, we should have that, have that feeling. And so uh, it's great to be able to offer people that opportunity to feel good about giving. Uh, and it's also great to be the recipient of those gifts. Uh, and to nonprofit organizations, uh, those it may seem like it's just dollars to a donor, like I'm just giving you some, some money, but those are life-changing gifts that, that nonprofit organizations receive, you know, when I was at big brothers, big sisters, it might be a gift that, you know, helped us make 10 more matches or 50 more matches. And I knew firsthand the life changing experience that those kids were going to have being matched with a, with a responsible caring adult role model, um, who could show them a whole new side of life that they, that they had never seen before. Right. So, I I knew the difference that those dollars were going to make. When I was at the zoo, it might be that we could start a new education program or we could bring in a whole new species of animals that that people had never had the chance to have interaction with or to see in real life and being able to provide those experiences and that those life lessons and, and, you know, exposure to something totally new and different and so I knew that every time we brought in donations, there were really amazing things that were going to happen. And so that—that that is, I just maybe uncovered my own secret to why I, I'm, you know, such a, a stickler for uh, for nonprofit because it feels really good. It feels good to receive those gifts, and it feels good to give those gifts, uh, and to be a part of the person in the middle who makes all of that happen is incredibly rewarding.
1: Oh, and you said it. And everybody wins. There's no everybody wins. losers yeah. in that. Everybody no. gets something everybody. out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, this is a, a perfect opportunity because you had mentioned that there's there's so many lessons in all of that. Yeah. Just the, mm-hmm. the idea of giving. I ask everyone who's on my show to share a life lesson that has had great impact on them that mm-hmm. they... Would love to be able to share with the listeners. So I'll give you a moment to do that.
0: So I will tell you that this has been plaguing my my brain for like the last three or four days. Like this is a lot of pressure. A life lesson. <laughs> like. I there's a lot of pressure. And I have a list of about 10 of them. I asked on my LinkedIn today. What would everybody else share? Like this is a lot. I feel like my brain is a pinball machine and it's the <laughs> ball is just bouncing all over the place. It's because so, you have
1: so much wise oh. <laughs> gifts of lessons to share with everyone. Thank
0: you. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that as opposed to you can't okay. make a decision. All right. Um yeah. Uh so I think if I were if I were to pick one, I think it is that you really need to, to spend time and energy building and caring for your network. And I, I think the reason I say that is because when I look back at all of the experiences that I have had, if it is personal, if it is professional, uh, if it's nonprofit or just my friend relationships, whatever it is, I think that that having that network is so important. Um, and it's, it's important that when you have a network, that it isn't just about collecting people, right? It's not just about collecting friends or connections, but it's about weaving that network together and making sure that you are contributing to the success of that network as much as you are taking from the network. And so, you know, it's it's helping other people, other good, smart, awesome people find jobs or or volunteer positions or things that will feed their passion. It's, you know, connecting two people together who might think that each other is really awesome and like, you know, hit it off and and be able to work together or just hang out together and and develop friendships. I I think that it's about having other leaders that you trust where if you have a problem or something going on within your organization, you don't know how to handle it. You have three people you can call and and bounce ideas off of. Uh, and it's about, you know, if you end up, you know, out of a job and you don't know what you're going to do, you have a group of people who will rally around you and support you and lift you up and, and help you get to... Um, you know, a better place even than where you were before. And, and I think about how my life would be so much different if I didn't have that vast and wide network. And I think that if I were going to give advice to anyone, nonprofit, for-profit, life lesson, work business lesson, it's, it's that, that network of people that you surround yourself with and that you build um, is probably the most important and most valuable, um, thing that you will take with you in your, in your life is, is the support of that network.
1: Oh, it's a great lesson. It's a great reminder for everyone. And, um, I, you know what, I, I really love this. I, there's so many things I know I am going to follow up with you after this podcast so we can talk some more. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of people that this will spark, you know, more questions, yeah. you know, more things that they would love to, to learn from you. So if people want to connect with you or get in contact with you, how can they find you?
0: Sure. The best place, the best way, is LinkedIn. Uh, so I am pretty active on there. I post about two or three times a week, and you can always drop into the DMs and and send me a message if you want to connect there. Uh, you can also find information at the Firespring website uh, if you want to sign up for a webinar. If there's a nonprofit topic that you're really interested in, um, Firespring.com/webinars is a list of our upcoming webinar topics, and you can always um, go on and sign up, and they're all free of charge. So that's uh, uh, that's great. And yeah, it, you know, any of those ways uh, are, are easy to contact me. I'm easy. I'm pretty easy to find.
1: <laughs> okay, good. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, are, yeah. you do post, which is great. So I love, yeah. I love reading this the stuff that you put out there. So thanks, thanks. so much for joining me. I, oh, absolutely. I think there's there's so many good things that can come out of it. And I love hearing mm-hmm. your experience and and what you've been able to share mm-hmm. today. So thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely. Thank you. It's so great to all as always to reconnect with you. And um, I, I appreciate the opportunity. It's been fun.